the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. I'm Kyle Welch, and welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. We are here every night at this time on KKLA to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to lift up His name to the entire city of Los Angeles. No matter if you are listening tonight from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that tonight's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to all our listeners. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, the first four books of the New Testament are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, those three chapters are called the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is on a mountainside preaching, and that's why they call it Sermon on the Mount. And in that sermon that he preaches, it's the longest recorded sermon that we have of Jesus. But in the very middle of that sermon, Jesus talks about this thought of paying it forward. It says in Matthew 6, verse 19, do not, everybody say the words do not, do not store up for yourselves. I want you to say yourselves. Treasures here on this earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I want to give you three things that we learn from this text. And again, at the end, stay with me. We're going to do some fun stuff at the end of this. Number one, be wise to where your treasures reside. Right now, you are either storing up treasures here on this earth where moth and rust will destroy, thieves will break in and steal, or right now, you're storing up treasures in heaven where moth and rust will not destroy, where thieves will not break in and steal. The issue really is, doesn't have anything to do with storing up treasure. Storing up treasure is okay. The issue is where that treasure resides. Laying up treasures on earth speaks of materialism, sometimes covetousness. Laying up treasures in heaven speaks of wisdom and purpose. It speaks of true wealth. In this text, Jesus is telling us to treasure your treasures. However, he says, do not treasure your treasures here on this earth. You need to learn how to treasure your treasures up there in heaven. Number two, write this down. Be committed to treasures that last. Matthew 6, 19 through 20, Jesus is announcing a fact that nothing in this life endures. There's an old saying that says the one who dies with the most stuff 
wins. The question is, wins what? The Bible says in Job 1, I want you to write it down, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall depart. There are three factors that take away our earthly treasures. Now, you've heard of the moth, rust, and thieves. What is, what is moth, rust, and thieves? Well, write this down. Moths speak of nature. Nature speaks of tornadoes or hurricanes or fog. Rust speaks of time, depreciation, wear and tear, outdatedness. It's amazing how much stuff we buy that we think we have to have, and one day it's in a garage sale because it's junk. And at one time it meant something to us, and somebody comes along and buys your stuff. Ends up in their garage sale. Thieves speak of people, swindlers, carjackers, crooks, sometimes your own relatives. Can you say amen? Amen. Some things we lose passively, subtly, eventually, over a period of time. Some things we lose abruptly, immediately, violently. Either way, whether it's over a period of many years or whether it's something that happens overnight, treasures on this earth do not last. Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, he said, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our what? For our enjoyment. So command them to do good Command them to be rich in good deeds. Command them to be generous and willing to share. And in this way, verse 19, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is the truly life. That's, that's you've heard that phrase, living the life, living the dream. That's living the life. Being generous and willing to share, laying up treasures in heaven for the coming age. That is truly living. If you're going to be generous, be generous. Invest in the kingdom. Invest in things that last. Just a quick question. How important is the house you live in? How important will that house be 100 years from now? How important will the car you drive be 100 years from now? How important will your iPhone be 100 years from now? How important is that dilemma? How important will that diploma be 100 years from now? I tell you, be extra wise where your treasures reside and be extra committed to laying up treasures that will last for all of eternity. And number three, number three, be concerned about what your treasures reveal. That's what you need to be concerned about. There's a movie series called The Pirates of the Caribbean. And the main character in that movie is Captain Jack Sparrow. And Captain Jack Sparrow has a compass. It's no ordinary compass. Rather than always pointing to the north, which is what normal compasses do, his compass, when you hold it, it points to whatever the person holding it wants most. My question to you is, if you were holding Captain Jack's compass, pointing to what matters most to you, where would it point? What is the most important thing in your life? Well, in a sense, there is a compass that reveals what's most important to you, 
It's your treasure. Because Jesus said in verse 21, for wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When you understand this text, I tell you it will revolutionize your life. It will revolutionize your worldview. Most of my life, I've always assumed that your treasures follow your heart. That whatever you love, you invest in. That wherever your affections lie, that your resources follow. But Jesus turns that upside down. Jesus says, not so fast. Jesus says that your heart follows your treasure. It's where your treasure is. That's where your heart will follow. The more that I invest, the more that I give, the more that I tithe in the kingdom, the more my heart will be drawn to God. Can you say amen? Now let me give you some fun things and some announcements. First of all, this is a three-week series. We want to encourage you to pay it forward. We want you to take a leap of faith to your local church. Whether you attend this church or some other church, it doesn't matter. But whatever church you attend, I want you to consider being faithful in the way you give. Become a regular, faithful tither to the church and to the kingdom of God. You can give online or you can give when you get here week after week. But do not give God the leftovers. Truly look at it as sowing into his kingdom. Invest your life, your resources, your energy, your abilities into the kingdom of God. Number two, pay it forward to your community. I have, I'm going to show you this. I have these little cards. I actually have 39 of them. There's 39 of them, okay? And on one side is a heart that says you are loved. On the other side are things that we want you to do in our community. And after church, we have all these cards out there in the lobby. Now, we don't want you to take 39. We just want you to take one or maybe two. If you want to take three, we'll let you have three. But we want you to take a card and see what it says. And then we want you to go do it in our community somewhere. All right? I'm going to read some of these to you. Uh, to pay for someone's groceries. You're standing in line. Just take a look and see who's in front of you and see who's behind you and see who has the fewest groceries. <laughs> and then you say, hey, would you mind if I bought your groceries? You're going to say, why, 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 why? And then you just say, hey, at our church, we've been encouraged to buy someone's groceries and I'd like to buy yours. And after you buy them, you give them that card. And on that card is the name of our church. It says, pay it forward. And it has, you are loved. And let me tell you, nine times out of 10, they're going to take that card and they're going to buy someone else's groceries. That's what's going to happen. Another card says, pay for someone's coffee, especially if I'm in line. (laughs) Number three, pay for the person behind you in a drive-thru. I've done that many times. I've been in a drive-thru. I've looked behind me to see who's back there. and People have done that for me. You just pay it forward. Pay for someone's parking. If you're a parking lot that takes a fee, give a Bible to someone who doesn't have one. Tip 100% of your next meal. Now, don't go to Taco Bell and get one taco. <laughs> I'd like, I, I paid $1.90 for a taco. I'd like to give you $1.90. No, go buy, go buy you a meal. Spend 30 40 50 bucks, and 
And, and I, I, I listen, I've done that as well. You just, I, I've, I've written a tip, the same amount of what the bill, I call the wagers, why are you doing that? I just want to do it. I want to bless you. They're just going to end up blessing somebody else, amen? Write a firefighter, a thank you note. Offer to buy for a student, books for a student at a Bible college. You call our youth department, we'll help you do that. Ask your waiter how you can pray for them. Donate 10 articles of clothing to Hope of the Valley. Buy some gas for someone. I did that the other day. A guy, he needed some gas. I gave him 40 bucks, and he ripped me off totally. (laughs) He said he needed to get somewhere, and I saw him around the corner at a driving range hitting golf balls. Okay, okay. But you know what? It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me because, you know, he, he needed something, and I had something to give. I just gave it. I don't, it, didn't, it didn't bother me. Just help. Don't, don't worry what they do with the groceries. Just buy them some groceries. Amen? Amen. I, I decided to do this, and this is a little strange. There's also this sheet that's got all 39, because we don't want you taking 39 cards, because we'd have to print 3.6 million of them. Okay. So, but go out after church, take two or three, and see if you can do it this week. Next week, grab two or three more. And uh, if you want, you can take this sheet out there. It's got all 39 and see if you can do all 39. And anyone who can do all 39, let us know. And we'll put your name in a drawing and uh, we'll pay for somebody to go to Israel to the Holy Land if you do all 39, okay? We'll, We'll draw one name out of a hat. Number three, write this down. We want you to think eternally. I got to tell you a quick story. A guy, he kept calling me, said, I need to meet with you, I need to meet, I need to meet, I need to meet, I need to meet, I need to meet. I said, okay. So I met with this guy, and uh, he's a Jewish lawyer. And he has about 20 or 30 lawyers that work for him. He said, I need to give you the backstory. Uh, he said, there's a couple in your church that passed away, and they left the church some money. And uh, I know the couple, they were elderly. They were well known, but no one thought they had two nickels to their name. He said, my firm, that he, he's the president of this firm, he said, and we've got about 20, 30 lawyers, he says, all we do are wills and estates and trust. And he goes, trust me, every will and every estate is contested. And so, so we write these ironclad wills and trust. And then if anybody says anything, we have the lawyers to, to back up the, the documentation, the, the paperwork. So he said, uh, but I want to tell you the backstory, which is why I wanted to meet with you. And some of you may or may not know this, but we have this facility here and there's a Jewish congregation here in the valley. They do not have a building. And so they use this building for their high holy days. And it's the only organization. It's the only organization that we let meet in here without charging them because it's their great expense to have these lights on, the air conditioning, security, open doors, and restrooms, water, and all that stuff. It's all expensive. So, but this Jewish congregation, we don't charge them a dime. And I believe in that verse that says uh, concerning Israel, I will bless those who bless and I will curse those who curse. And I believe, I believe in that. So, this guy says to me, he goes, you don't know this, but I'm involved in that Jewish congregation. He goes, for years, we've met inside your building. You've never charged us anything. And every year, they let, invite me to come say hello. So this room is full of Jewish people, and I get to come in and say hello to them. And uh, 
I've explained to them the 12 pillars out here in front of our church that have the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. I explained to them how our church supports the nation of Israel. I explained to them how even though we believe in the New Testament, that we also believe in the Old Testament scriptures as well, that the Old Testament scriptures are the foundation. And he goes, for years, I've been sitting out in that audience, and he goes, I've watched you and listened to you. And he goes, one day, this couple from your church. And so when they showed up, he goes, I took extra interest in their account. And he said, uh, he said we met with them six, seven, eight times. And he goes, I just wanted you to know that they have decided to leave you basically a third or 30% of their estate. Now, I'm thinking in my mind, 30% of 10 cents is uh, like, so like we're going to get a check for like three cents, right? And he goes, no. He goes, they had a sizable account. He says they had uh, an estate worth between 10 and $12 million. And I just, I just found this out. I'm just telling you this. I just found this out a few weeks ago. And he said, uh, you're going to be getting a check uh, here in the next couple of weeks or months for 3 to $4 million from this couple that went to this church. No idea. What we're going to do, we've never done this, but we're going to do this because that's money that we did not expect as a church. We're going to take that money. We're going to set up what's called a shepherd's endowment fund where that money will never be touched. We're going to take the interest off that 3 or $4 million, which will be maybe $100,000 or $200,000 a year interest. We're going to take that money, and we're going to use it to start a church somewhere in the world. We're going to use that to support missions and evangelism work every single year from this year. As long as this church lasts, we're going to... That couple, watch this, that couple paid it forward. And we're going to take the money they gave us and we're going to pay it forward. And uh, if you're ever interested in, in, in having us, or not us, but we have someone, they're coming next weekend. There's information out in the lobby. It was in the bulletin last week. But from time to time, you'll see we help with do estate and, uh, and uh, wills and that whole thing. I know nothing really about it, but... If you're interested in that, you could be a part, and we'll just keep growing that shepherd's endowment, and we'll never touch the principal, and that money will be used forever for the kingdom of God. Amen? As we close, turn to verse 24. I have one more last thing to share with you. Verse 24, Jesus said these words, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one or love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. But then Jesus said these words, you cannot serve both God and what? Money. Jesus said no one can serve two masters. Jesus is not suggesting that you shouldn't serve two masters. Jesus is saying it's absolutely impossible to serve two masters. You either serve one or one you can't serve both because if you serve one you're not serving the other and there's only one lord there's only one king there's only one master his name is jesus jesus 
Jesus doesn't want part of your life. You say, well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to get God, I'm going to give you a little bit of my time. God doesn't want a little bit of your time. I'm going to give you a little bit of my money. Here's $2. And God, God says, this, just keep it. I already know what I know. I, I, I know what I need to know, that I am not your master. Keep it. It's, it's not about the money. I want to know, are you worshiping me? I don't want part of, part of it. I want all of it, he says. I want you to write this down. If you have two masters, which one owns you? The answer is neither. He wants all or nothing. Paul Young Cho, everybody say Paul Young Cho. Paul Young Cho was, he's since passed, but at one time he was the pastor of the largest church in the world in Seoul, Korea. I visited his church one time. They run, at the time, they were running 700,000 people in church on a weekend. We have 10,000, and some of you go, this is a big church. This is not a big church. 700,000 people is a big church. And one day, I'm in my office, I get a, a call, and a friend who goes to this church said that Paul Young Cho was playing golf at Porter Valley Country Club. And would you like to meet him? My feet didn't even hit the floor. I got all the way over to Porter Valley, they had already teed off. They were on the first green, and I got in a golf cart and just drove up to the first green. And there he was. He was walking off the green. It was Paul Young Cho, pastor of the largest church in the world. Paul Young Cho tells the story that I'm about to tell you. One day he went into his office to pray, and he told his secretary, he said, I'm going to pray. I do not want to be disturbed by anyone unless it's Jesus Christ himself. Don't bother me. So he goes into his office, he shuts the door, and he's praying. And while he's in his office, the president of South Korea stopped by his office and said, I want to talk to the pastor. The secretary said, I'm sorry, he cannot be disturbed. He said, ma'am, you don't seem to understand. I am the president of South Korea, and I need to see the pastor. I want to talk to him. And she said, Sir, I'm sorry, I can't disturb him. He's talking to God. And she held her ground and wouldn't let the president of Korea in to see the pastor. <laughs> Several months later, at another event, the president's wife was talking to Paul Young Cho. She said, you ought to fire that secretary of yours. She wouldn't let my husband in to see you when he stopped by your office. He said, I asked her not to let anyone disturb me. Well, the wife of the president said to the pastor, my husband is the president of South Korea. Paul Young Cho said, well, I want you to know I was talking to the president of the universe. <laughs> There can only be one master. There can only be one master. Only one. If you were moved by Pastor Dudley's message tonight, we want you to know we have phone counselors standing by and ready to pray with you right now. Our number is simple to dial. It's 888 818 
888-818-4777. Again, that number is 888-818-4777. We are ready for any prayer requests or needs you may have. Ephesians 6 reminds us of the many gifts we have been given by God. And prayer is one of the greatest assets we have as Christians to fend off any attack by the enemy. So please don't hesitate to call us if you are alone and need to pray with someone right now. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.